Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Week in the Arts on the Blog Talk Radio and Affiliate Networks is brought to you by the Illustrator Journal. Check us out on the web via www.illustratorsjournal.com and follow on Twitter via at TI Journal. Welcome everyone, I'm Greg Masters, the producer and moderator of This Week in the Arts and known to some on Twitter as Two Health Guru. I'm a co-founder and co-editor at the Illustrator's Journal. And in the virtual studio is my colleague, co-founder at Illustrator's Journal, and principal co-host of This Week in the Arts, Mr. Lon Levin. Do follow Lon on Twitter via at Creative House, and that's at C-R-E-8-T-I-V-E-H-O-U-S-E. Lon has served as Creative Deck Director for Sony, Warner Brothers, Fox, and Saban Entertainment, a winner of 41 major awards for logos, illustrations, design, and advertising, including Promax Gold, American Graphic Design, and the Los Angeles Society of Illustrators. An Art Center alum, he wrote and directed The Barefoot Buccaneer, published in 2012, and has illustrated... 33 educational and children's books, including There's a Boy Under My Bed and Tree Houses. And now for today's special guest, Lori Hammond. Lori describes herself as an artist, educator, speaker, events coordinator, manager, and director who's worked in the feature animation industry, Disney Feature Animation Studios to be specific, TV, and the video game industry. As a 2D and 3D artist, Lori's work is shown both nationally and internationally, and she's taught classes in both 2D and 3D animation. And with that brief introduction, Lon, over to you. Help us get to know Lori. Thanks, Greg. Uh, I just wanted to uh, stop for a moment to let people know how much I appreciate the work that you do, because uh, without you, uh, you are the heart and soul of this uh, endeavor, which is uh, our website, uh, illustratorsjournal.com. Uh, and the podcast, and the publication of the Illustrator's Journal, which we're featuring, Lori, as one of the artists. And so I wanted to thank you for all you do. And everybody go to the website, www.illustratorsjournal.com, or take a look out for the Illustrator's Journal Winter Edition 2018, which has come out now. And so with that, I'll just say, hi, Lori, how are you doing? Hi, Lon. Um, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. And I also want to thank you for inviting me to talk tonight, uh, as well as uh, thank you, Greg, as well. Okay, Greg Greg never talks. He's oh. silent. <laughs> <laughs> My job is over. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> right. He's, he's got some wine. He's hanging back. And it's best oh, okay. thing. Uh, anyway, and, and Lori, who I've talked to several times over the last couple of days uh, is, is a delight really and uh, your work is so unique to me um, particularly these little black and white drawings that we have if someone when somebody gets the journal itself and takes a look at your interview they will see these wonderful little almost jewel-like 
black and white drawings. So those are really wonderful. So I wanted to kind of mirror what we have in the journal itself and ask you some questions and you can go off script, so to speak, and, and go any which way you want. But okay. I want you to first, you know, just tell us and the audience a little bit about yourself. Oh, um, well, let's see. Um, I started uh, drawing painting uh, like most kids, I guess. And uh, I became interested in it in um, college. And I took a few classes in painting, and I really loved it. And um, I then decided to take a Photoshop class. And I took a Photoshop class. And I realized at that time that you can do so much with one painting, um, manipulate it digitally and come up with, you know, 100,000 new images. So it really excited me. And I decided that I wanted to learn like the very cutting edge of um, digital art at that time. And it was just happening. Uh, 3D animation was just starting up. I think Maya pretty new and recent. And so that's what I decided to uh, go and get my master's in. And so Wait, when when was that? I'm sorry to break in here. That's my rudeness. But when when are we talking about? What year do you know approximately? Oh my goodness, you're gonna age me. I don't um, want to age you anything. Lori's no, I'm kidding. Years I'm old, kidding. everybody. So you don't need to worry. She's just brilliant. Um, I I was actually starting um at Pratt Institute um the, around the time of 9/11. Honestly, I started okay. college um. At, that year and in fact I was there during that time so um you know wow. that was a big influence yeah that was a big influence on my art at that time um because I was a weekend at college I was a youngster and um you know it opened my eyes to you know some crazy stuff really influenced mm -hmm. a lot of my 3d work at that time really mm -hmm. well that must have been quite a quite an event and, and thing to go through while you're in school right you were in school at Pratt right yeah, I was at school in, in Pratt Institute, and um, I did a, uh, it's interesting because <laughs> I did a drawing, a, a series of three drawings um, that got me into Pratt at the time, and they were drawings um, that uh, were of a cityscape that was falling apart, and there were planes actually crashing into uh, the various buildings, and um, my chair at the time uh, saw it and said, wow, I would love to see this in 3D, and really thought the drawings were very interesting and that was kind of a I guess a premonition uh, in a sense um artists kind of sometimes have those I guess and um, so you you did these before the planes actually went in the building or yeah I did, those, uh, I did those before that was um before I moved to New York and um I did those and that's what I showed to get into school and it was um oh my god I, yeah. I hope you didn't have the FBI or CIA <laughs> on after doing stuff like that that can be oh. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I but I did end up doing a 3D animation called Looking Back in a Cityscape, and that was my thesis fantasy. And that oh, was um, based upon that that time period and what um, you know what I was looking through and what everyone very was interesting. Through. Yeah. So okay, so let me ask you. Let me jump in here and again. Awkward segue. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. But in your in your. Um, interview you and you gave me this this morning because it changed right and it says you're a designer for the upcoming loungewear lingerie line called Telebrew. No, no 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 that was that was old 
Um, is that, that old? Six years ago. See? Yeah, that was, that was clueless, what you that's why I asked. <laughs> um, that didn't work out. I'm reading I'm... off the wrong thing. I apologize, <laughs> Lori. And I apologize no, to our audience. That, that's happen. okay. Um, I actually am starting, um, or I do put my designs on clothing, um, and a, a, my shop is called, it's at Vita, and um, you can just check the Vita, Vita website. Right. Yeah, and um, it's Hamas Lori, so it's my last name, first name. And I have a bunch of okay. my designs on, you know, pillows and clothing and tapestries and all sorts of stuff there. So, uh, so where can people go to get uh, your designs and uh, whatever else you have for sale there? Is there a website <laughs> they can go to? Um, well, it's a, there's a store. It's called Vida, B-I-D-A. If you just Google Vida, then there's a bunch of artists that sell you know, their work on products. And so if you just type in my name, you know, my, my store pops up. Um, but you can also contact me directly or through Instagram. Um, you can see my work on Instagram. You can look under, um, my tag name is L-O, so low Hammond, zero, zero. So that you can look up Lori Hammond. Okay. See my designs okay. and, yeah. I get it. Okay. All right. So. When did you first notice that you were interested in art? Um, the family? Did any? Did your parents, your mother, father, siblings? Um, well, my when? family was really um, uh, into music and um, had uh, brothers and uncles. And my father were all very musically talented. Pick up pretty much any instrument and um, and play. But I uh, was the visual one, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, did, were you, did you try music, or was it just I, not a good thing at all? <laughs> yeah, I didn't try music. Um, I think it was, uh, we had an, I remember just being a little, like a, I don't remember what grade it was, fifth grade or something like that, and it was an assignment to paint a autumn scene, and I painted it um, in watercolor, and I remember the teacher stuck it up on the wall, and I would look at it every single day. It kind of popped out at me. And it, it just um, it kept calling to me, and so that just inspired me, and I started drawing from magazines and whatever I would copy, you know, um, uh, you know, magazine pictures, and I would just draw them out, and started creating my own characters and painting. Well, that's interesting. Okay, and and you know, how did you feel growing up like that? As an artistic, did you feel out of place? Uh, did did yeah. people look at you strangely? Yes. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I do stand out. I have red hair. This is and, a common um, thing. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah. You know, everybody who's creative at one point feels strange, and people look at them and go, "Why are you doing that?" You know. Kind of thing. <laughs> well, I, I had a, a family full of big brothers. They were all older than me. I had five brothers, and um, I was the little redhead, so I was the only redhead in the family. I was the youngest. So yeah, uh, I, I did stand out and I felt, you know, I spent a lot of my time childhood in, in like the woods. We always lived around wooded areas and I would, you know, hike, go hiking almost every day by myself and draw pictures in the woods or, you know, just spend time out by myself. So yeah, I, I was a bit of a, a little bit of a loner when I was little. <laughs> well, now are these, wo- these woods aren't in Los Angeles. These were somewhere no. else, right? <laughs> Um, no, in Illinois. I'm from. I'm like in the Illinois. Midwest yeah, because we don't have woods here. We nope. have palm trees and shrubbery. 
Yeah, we have long winding roads and lots of wilderness and lots of cornfields too. So <laughs> cornfields, yeah. yeah. We don't we don't have this, but there used to be lima bean fields here where Beverly Hills was. So it's changed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I, now I read in your in your interview it says your grandmother adopted you when your father passed away when and you were only seven. Yeah. That's pretty interesting thing to go through maybe difficult yeah. to how did that go for you um it didn't, <laughs> um, it didn't. you know i think i i think uh, it helped me become who i was who i am um i definitely became very independent at a young age and um and and kind of adventurous and i think that led me to um you know move across across the country and you know on my own and and um and, and um you know, end up here in LA. So, so did did you just decide you were you were in Illinois at, you know, at a what what age was this after high school during college that you decided I'm just going to go to Los Angeles and that's it? Is that well, how that worked? I went to New York first. Remember? Okay. So I, I yeah I went to New York and I got my um my master's degree there and then I went to and then after that I went to LA. But, yeah. So you were in college for how long? Mm-hmm. Six years? Eight years? Oh, geez, I, <laughs> I don't even remember. I, I, I went and got an associate's first. And I, I was going to go into journalism. Uh, and then something, because I, I write a lot. I write short stories. I write poetry. Um, and it was something that I, I really enjoyed doing. But I didn't like, um, I felt kind of restricted. And I wanted to, you know, kind of my visual aspects of my of myself more so i then got my first got my associates i started in uh, journalism and then i changed and i went into um, fine arts and i then after my associates i went and got my bachelor's up near chicago in northern illinois university and um from there then i moved and went and got my master's at Pratt institute and after that i moved to la that yeah i the, only, the one of the reasons I asked you is because uh, when I was going to school, it seemed like I would never get out, and I ended up doing what what would be called a master's at Art Center after doing four years at UCLA. Actually, five years because we dropped out at some point. So, five years at UCLA, three years at Art Center, so eight years to become an out of work artist. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm just. <laughs> so, it sounds like you spent a lot of time doing that type of stuff too. Uh, mm-hmm. Did that. Now, I know for me, what that did was years later when I was working at a job where so much pressure was applied to me in the, in the entertainment business, I was prepared. I could do everything because mm-hmm. I had so mm-hmm. much education exactly. as opposed to some of these guys who maybe they went two years to, to art school and dropped out and they were very talented, but they didn't have a lot of uh, foundational information and abilities and so they, they just couldn't handle the pressure so yeah. did you feel that when you went to Disney was it like that for you um well Disney was interesting um it was I, I loved working at Disney by the way but um it was um I think I was working as a, a temp like a temporary position and I was talking a lot with one of the, the main secretaries there at the time I um and, and I, she mentioned that there was a um, a position open at Disney, and so and so applied. So I applied, and basically they called me back within ten minutes. I got super lucky. I worked ten for, minutes. Wow. 
I know. I, I, they went through the system and right away, I got, I swear, they got, I got a call within a day. It was that quick. And I was working for a great department called the Visiting Academy. And I worked for um, Penny Conan, who was my boss there, a uh, lovely lady, and um, Walt Zurich, and, you know, a great family, uh, Arno Kronos. Tons of great people that I loved working with. And, um, and that was a great time. I worked, uh, helped work on um, Princess and the Frog and Old and uh, the York. I worked with, um, you know, within the academy, we held classes. I would help on shots, go to people's offices, um, help them with the shot if they had a problem. Um, so that was, that was a really exciting time. Um, I think that helped kind of give me a sense of, you know, what animation was, production pipeline from start to finish. And I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, that's that's a lot of work. I, I know because I started right out of school at Hanna Barbera when it was still around, uh, which really dates me. Um, mm-hmm. But it was in the end days of Hanna Barbera, and um, that's a tough process to go yeah. through. And it's it's different now. I was doing two D stuff. You're doing three D, but it's very regimented, and and I guess it's it's very competitive and specialized. Am I yeah. right in saying that? Well, absolutely. I mean, I was doing 2D and 3D, so I worked on Princess and the Frog, so that was 2D, um, that was um, Harmony used on that. And, um, yeah, it was, it, you know, it, it is very demanding, has a lot of great rewards, um, but the production life is, is you know, um, exciting, demanding, like I said, has a lot of great rewards. Um, I don't miss it. But, um, you know, I wouldn't mind, I think, revisiting it, um, you know. I Right now I work in education, which is a thing as well, but... Um, so do you have any plans on, on doing your, your 3D art and to jumping over to your 3D art, which, which we have quite a bit of in the article with you in the journal? Are you planning to do any films with with uh, the worlds that you've created? Because this stuff is just fascinating. It's it, it it's hard to describe for, if you're not looking at it. But it, it's very sculptural, and it look there's one that looks like some kind of wacky DNA and plasma and all kinds yeah. of incredible things that you've designed here. Which if if these things actually existed. Uh, they're they're almost like jewel. I could see this in, in um, you know in Beverly Hills on Rodale yeah. Drive for <laughs> lots of money. Well, so, um, thank you. You created those worlds. Do you plan to do any kind of film with it? Um, I you know I've done a lot of short stuff, a lot of experimental stuff that's been in galleries. I've done a lot of short films um, with a combination of my 3D uh, artwork, my 2D. Um, uh, stuff that I do and uh, video and photography and I kind of combine it all into like short films and I've been showing those in galleries and projecting them on festivals on like outdoor um, uh, buildings outside and um, so I do a lot of uh, a lot of stuff and um, I definitely do want to get back more into 3D um, but I, I, I definitely uh, an artist so it doesn't matter what tool it could be a paintbrush it could be 
to be a photograph, anything is going to make me want to like manipulate it and play with it and, and create something. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to ask you about that again. I'm interrupting. I apologize, but I wanted to ask you about this because I, I the part I relate to about what you do is you do a lot of different kinds of things, which which I do mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I've been criticized for that before from different reps mm-hmm. mainly telling me, well, you, you have no style. There's no consistency. People are afraid to use you because they don't know what you're going to do. And I said, well, that's ridiculous. I'm not like insane. But I, I don't know what it is and, and why it is that I choose to do that. And I think part of it comes from wanting to master things. Uh, and have different ideas or try different things and you seem to be doing the same thing and I'm looking right now at your piece of artwork that you did with Jericho mm-hmm. uh, Jericho is that a yeah, yeah the, the ever changing being that you know is that a a collage that is is, it is. It digital is or is yeah. it a physical it's everything. Um, it's a photograph of a 3D sculpture, the electrical ball sockets that you see on there. It's um, a, a collage of uh, 3D digital stuff. I printed it out and stuck it on there. I painted it. Um, you know, uh, we did illustrative work on it. We did we stuck feathers and <laughs> all sorts of crazy stuff on it. It's how big a piece awesome. is this? How, how big a piece is this? Oh, geez. Um, Hmm. I mean, I don't have the measurements, but it's a nice size wall, wall piece. It's um, 24 by 40 something, maybe. Something oh, like okay. So it's so it's sizable. Because this yeah. looks to me like some kind of psychedelic, wild <laughs> acid trip. <laughs> to put you know, it it's, funny. <laughs> it's funny. I love color. I love working with line. I love texture. I love... Um, finding a balance and kind of creating worlds, like you said. I like moving in and out of places, so I do create ladders and doorways and uh, vines that'll take you places. And I like to move your eye around the paint. And I do have large um, paintings that are wall size that are like, you know, from floor to ceiling, um, drawn out illustrative paintings. And um, so I have a mix uh, of a lot of different stuff, but. A lot of it is just searching and, and like I said, um, creating this world. Yeah. Now, do you, uh, here's, here's a, maybe sounds a strange question for you, but uh, for me, it, it is true. Do you have dreams like this? <laughs> Where you're in colorful uh, worlds, walking through different types of perspectives yeah. with creatures and black and white? <laughs> because I do. I, I, that's how I get a lot of ideas and I'm wondering if you experience that as well you know I honestly uh, don't remember my dreams so um, really it's, yeah it's the weirdest thing I I barely often rarely sorry um, remember my dreams so maybe these are my dreams that I'm having um, coming out or something like that. I don't know yeah, I don't, well, well, I don't look, it looks like that. It looks like subconscious artwork that's coming to the surface, and you're putting form to it. And it's, yeah. I mean, this one piece, which is so incredible, because it's got so many different things going on, and you could just, you know, dive into it and, and make up your own story. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's really incredible. And I want to ask you also about this piece 
it's in the journal, in, in, again, in the winter issue of the Illustrator's Journal, uh, on the page where you're in the background, and you can see that you have red hair, although it looks kind of auburn. Um, there's a picture of these plugs that are involved or something, and is that a 3D thing? Is that a physical sculpture? Yeah, that's, that's, that? what I said. that's a physical sculpture that I did. It was, what, um, a, what an incredible piece. Electrical incredible. Yeah. That's did the outlets honest. actually work? Did they work? Um, they did not, unfortunately. I'm not electric. And I, I could, and that that would have been very awesome. They did show in a gallery. So if I had them working at the time, which is what people wanted them to do, um, it would have been pretty cool. Well, I, I mean, I'm suggesting anybody who's listening and will listen to this, go pick up the journal, look up Lori's uh interview because this is an incredible piece. I would love to have this at my house. This is so incredible. You. you know. It's, it's um, funny when you said um earlier when you said about how you could see some of them actually like alive or and like um I often thought about because I have pieces that um I thought would be really cool as animatronic sculptures. Um you know that would kind of move around um and like open up or close up. So I definitely thought along that line as well. It was fun. Yeah, I think that your stuff kind of Escher-like staircase to nowhere. Yeah. What, can you, can you explain what that one is all about? Um, well, that was part of the, um, the um, looking back in the cityscape, that animation I told you about in New York. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually a 3D, 3D, uh, 3D short film that I did, and it was about traveling through the cityscape as you're reflecting on your life. So there were no no people, but you were moving up and down the architecture, and you were moving in through spaces and out through. So it's kind of like my painting when it comes to life, like how I said, moving in and out of windows and up and down architecture. And, um, and in one case, you're going down the stairwell, and one of the stairs pops up, and it looks like a box, but on it looks like a... Uh, a theater and so you go inside that box and then you end up in the theater and there's a bed on the stage and as you move up towards the bed there's a hole in the ground uh, right by the bed and you go down that hole and so it takes you and moves you through different passageways Um, and I just thought about that as a reflection of uh, your life you know like think back about all the places you've lived and the places you've been and how important space is um, you know and I thought that Mm -hmm. was kind of something that I wanted to delve into at that time. So you've done all these different type of artwork and film. Where do you see yourself going with this in the next five, ten years? Where do you see yourself? Um, well, uh, currently I, I do want to shout out. Uh, I do work as the um, uh, program chair, the director for the Art Institute of California uh, in Hollywood, mm-hmm. North Hollywood. And um, I run you know, uh, the media programs there. And I do enjoy that, uh, that job. Um, it's an amazing experience um, working with all of the students and their work and uh, really helping them 
uh, get into the industry um, and so they can have some of the same experiences that I've had. Um, but where do I see myself in five years? Um, well, I know I still will be doing art and um, definitely working in that direction to, I hope at some point, open up my own company, maybe um, you know, delve more into fashion, maybe video uh, production, maybe you know, my own shorts, my own films. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely a continue, continuing the creative uh, uh, leap, I guess, into my future. Well, uh, I would hope so because it seems like you've, you've already created a great body of work and to explore it further uh, would be probably really amazing and especially with the type of technology that will be in five years, who knows what, I'm sure it'll be incredible. Um, and that's another question I wanted to ask you and I, I don't know how, what our time frame is here now, but um, would, do you prefer working um, by hand the old, old style, old school, or digitally? You know, I, I love right? it all. I do. You love it all. I love it all. I don't think I can prefer one or the other. Sometimes I get where I'm, I'm too saturated in one and I need to go back to the other. Um, but any medium. And, and I think I want to learn more. I want to go into VR. I want to do, you know, uh, more stuff than I'm currently doing. Like I said, I'd love to go into doing some short films or you know, uh, a feature even at some point, but um, I have no no boundaries. I love it all. I'm creative. Oh, that's that's yeah. great. That is absolutely great. Yeah, well, that's you know, that's the kind of spirit, you know, that, that I feel and, you know, you never know where it's going to take you. Uh, and, and it always seems like there's uh, you go to a certain point, you plateau, you reevaluate, and you move into another direction or, or an enhanced direction. So I imagine that that kind of would play out that way for you as well. Um, yeah, that's... Any advice that you would give to uh, somebody starting out like you, who's you know young and talented, and, and like if, as if somebody was one of your students, what, what would you tell them about being an artist and how they should think about it? Um, you know, I would say in your heart and have, find that passion. It's really all about your own inner passion. Um, if you have that, you'll, you will you will push yourself, you will love it, um, and you will find your own style eventually. Um, I would say experiment with everything. Don't be afraid to play. Don't be afraid to break the rules. Um, you know, as far as software. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, just, <laughs> and just you know have fun and um yeah and don't take it too, too seriously but take it serious enough i think networking reaching out getting feedback being friendly um you know and um and socializing all of those things you know uh really work to help you get your work out there you need to hear what people are thinking you need to ask them what they're thinking and you need to produce mm -hmm. something that is coming from your heart. And that'll have to be the last word for today's broadcast. I want to thank our guest, Lori Hammond, for sharing her story and her passion. We're featuring Lori's work in the winter edition of the Illustrator's Journal online digital magazine. Check it out by www.illustratorsjournal.com. And finally, do subscribe. Uh, to us while you're there and follow us on Twitter via at TI Journal. 
Until we meet again on This Week in the Arts for Lawn Levin, this is your moderator, Greg Masters, saying bye now. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.